Welcome, everyone, to episode seven of the Speak Up by Avalon Bay podcast. In this episode, we will be joining Cassandra McFadden, our Director of Energy Management, and Christine Kuntz, our Community Consultant from Stamford, Connecticut, as they explore the topic, Bringing Your Whole Self to Work. My name is Christine Kutz. I am a community consultant and I work in Stamford, Connecticut. And I have Cass who's here with me and she's going to introduce herself and then we're going to get right into it. Hi, I'm Cassandra McFadden. I go by Cass. I am the director of energy management at Avalon Bay um, and I work out of the Arlington office, even though we're work from home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So we are part of a couple different regions and I'm working here in the office. You're working at home. Uh, so I think we're going to have a good conversation today with today's topic, which is bringing your whole self to work. And that can mean a lot of things for different people. So I wanted to ask you, Cass, what does bringing your whole self mean to you? That's a big question, and I've thought about responding to this in different ways throughout the years, because it's definitely not the first time that I've gotten this question. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think it's bringing your whole self to work is finding this intersection that often kind of feels like a crossroads between who you are and who you think you're supposed to be, or, you know, thinking through what's expected of you when you walk into work or any type of environment, right? So it's definitely not something that is an entirely natural feeling experience, especially if you're new to an environment. I think it takes a lot of work, actually, to bring your whole self to work. It takes some time. It takes building trust and really understanding the environment that you're in and who's around you. So if I had to put a definition together, I think that would be the core of it. I would also add one more thing. I I think that bringing your whole self to work means trying to sort of grasp onto freedom or feeling free. And I think getting there, especially in a work environment where a lot might be expected of you, right? You feel a lot of expectations, different kinds of expectations every day. I think getting there takes a lot of vulnerability, willingness to be yourself, to be open, takes a lot of courage. And I think that's that's how you at least start to get there. I think you bring up really great points. And one of the big ones being expectations. That's One of the very first things you learn when you step foot onto a new job or even a new position within the same company, there are set expectations that might be different from your colleagues. And we all have different personalities, too. So there's just a bunch of differences of styles, of leadership, of just operations, and then differences of opinions and perspectives And we all have to keep that or the expectation is that we work by, you know, our company's core values while also sticking to our personal core values. And I think it does come another big one is I like how you said trying to grasp onto some freedom and, you know, keeping that courage. I think you bring up really awesome points and time and trust is huge, huge. So (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Now, when it comes to like your or someone's work environment, what does a supportive environment look like? What does it consist of, in your opinion? 
You know, being at Avalon Bay, I see a lot of sort of healthy characteristics of the culture, right? I see a lot of conversation around, you know, we want your feedback. We want you to be open. We want you to be candid. And that gets cascaded through all of the departments, right? Any associate resource group that we have, our inclusion and diversity conversations. And so, uh, or the fact that we have an inclusion and diversity council at all, those things are sort of the foundation for encouraging people to, to come to work, to bring their full selves to work and to be able to sort of plug in in different aspects of the culture and of the work environment. So I think that's very important to have that foundation. You know, there are some other critical pieces, of course, right? The policies that HR might have or any of those sort of macro embedded items in anyone's day, all of their their benefits, the anything that's spelled out that's transparent regarding expectations for their work. I think all of those things kind of help. But it really comes down to the people. You need people to come to work every day and kind of, as another colleague mentioned in another conversation, have the lights on for you. That's really important. They have to consistently welcome you, right? Now I realize that might not always be the case. You might not always have the manager or the colleague who's going to ask you for your feedback or who's going to ask you about some nuance in your life that they want to hear about. And to that, I would say then the burden is placed back on the person who's showing up to work to remember that there is so much value in bringing who you are, all facets of yourself to work. And Going back to what I said about it taking work, yes, it takes work to understand the timing and um, to understand, you know, when you should say something versus when you shouldn't, right? Timing is definitely key, but restricting who you are, not sharing your opinions, not providing feedback, those are definitely going to get you further away from bringing your whole self to work. And it really is keeping everyone, including yourself, from benefiting from, from your wholeness. And so... All of that to say, I think it takes a lot of different aspects. There are office level mechanics. There are manager dynamics. There's what you bring personally to the table. It's what you're willing to share and build over time. All of that goes into facilitating, you know, anyone bringing their whole selves to work. Absolutely. I agree. And to touch on a little bit of our environment as such a large company, Uh, You mentioned policies and procedures, and it's pretty much the same for a lot of our communities. Different states differ here and there, but it's pretty much the same across the board. And with many, 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 quote unquote, uh, men on the ground, such as me here in the office every day interacting with residents, we're going to have feedback that we only experience because we are here at the communities every day. And I think that's huge to take consideration for a supportive environment is are these large companies, you know, taking into consideration these men on the ground and what their perspective is. And I Mm -hmm. think that's important too. And I think feedback and welcoming feedback is really important. And I think Avalon Bay, we welcome feedback Certainly from our residents, we ask them when they move in, when they're halfway through their lease term, when they move out, um, we (laughs) ask for it all the time. And, you know, with my environment here at work, we ask and welcome feedback with associates, vendors. So feedback, I think, is huge for making improvements and, you know, keeping things working. Yeah, Christine, I I love that you said that. I think 
especially this year as we're dealing with COVID and other challenges, right? Definitely snaps, claps, and all the praise to anyone who's been working on the front line who's been essential. I mean, it's been a really tough year and and that's just putting it lightly. You know, I'm sure there's so much more to say, so many stories to share, but I think you're highlighting something really important, which is that we need to allow, especially because, you know, critical times like these can happen, will happen, unfortunately. Things have happened before, things will happen in the future. This is not the last of it, right? And what we're learning over time is that allowing people to bring their full selves to work also allows them to inform us, teach us, grow us in different ways so that we can do a better job at, let's say, you know, for this year, keeping people safe, right? It's critical to saving lives. It's critical to improving operations, like you said. So, you know, I'm really glad that you highlighted that. That's I think it becomes clearer in a year like this why it's so important to allow someone to bring their full selves to work. And it's not just on the strengthening side. It's also on the side of being vulnerable. People should be able to talk about what they're dealing with. People have had family members get COVID. They themselves have gotten COVID. And if not COVID, then in any other year, things happen. And it's really important for people to, and for their mental health, their well-being, continued success, all of those things to be able to openly present themselves and ask for assistance, maybe a little bit of grace. (laughs) And, you know, I think that's how you build a really strong company culture that's willing to move forward together, even when times are super tough. Yes, uh, vulnerability you brought up. And I think that comes on both sides. The associate needing to feel vulnerable at some points to, you know, open up and bring their whole selves to work and um, a manager or director also being vulnerable to say, hey, maybe we might have to make changes here, improvements here, be more innovative in this aspect. To kind of touch on that a little bit, has there been a particular manager or a colleague of yours who has encouraged you to be yourself at work? Oh my gosh, so many to mention. And I, I feel so fortunate to be able to say that. Um, I think, so I've been at Avalon Bay for I think a year and eight months now, but who's counting, right? Um, <laughs> so a short time, but obviously during a critical time for the company. And so I've been able to really see my colleagues in action, right? I, I've seen everyone sort of put their superhero capes on this year, whether it was for work or whether it was for their families or just being there for others. And I would definitely have to give a big kudos to, I mean, my supervisor, Mark Delisi, he's a VP of corporate responsibility. And just seeing him with the large and diversified team and how he's really been understanding throughout the year, adapting. I've seen other managers at the company do that as well. But you know, I highlight these things to say that when you see someone who's who's really in sort of hot water, which 2020 has been the hot water for a lot of us, still being generous, open-minded, pushing to have open conversations, asking for feedback, those things really matter. And, you know, my teammates as well, a lot of folks on, on the Inclusion and Diversity Council and throughout all of the employee groups, HR, my gosh, I could shout out forever. It really has been a year of seeing people's true colors. They're taking the time in Zoom meetings, right? Because we have Zoom meetings now all the time. They're taking the time to ask how you are and to have extended conversation. It's not that it was all of that before. It's not just checking a box and saying, okay, well, how are you? Okay, great. I asked. Let's move on to item one in the agenda, (laughs) right? Um, It's been a different kind of year. And I think People are all across the board are lending that support, We're seeing more of the, the heroes, I like to call them this year. So I've been really appreciative of that. 
and I will say it's something that I hope, you know, continues into, into years to come. And this is not just for the environment that I'm working in at Avalon Bay. I think this extends to what I'm seeing in friends and family members and, you know, who work for other communities and who are in different regions. Certainly. I think that's a really important point to bring up that it doesn't, doesn't just stay in our office or in our department with my experience when our team starts to, you know, learn each other a little bit more, how we work, you know, our perspective on certain issues, we're able to work better as a team. And the residents see that. They see us all the time. They they can tell when, you know, things are going really well. And so it goes beyond our office and it goes beyond our community too. It just it's wider and wider. I was just talking to my supervisor yesterday about how hard of a year it's been and how our individual suffering can help us, you know, help others who may be going through the same thing six months down the line. We can be there for them and we can encourage them to be open and be vulnerable because, you know, in order to get past that issue or that initial feeling of hurt or fear, we're going to face it. We're going to face it together. And then later down the line, we can help our colleagues. We can help our residents and the community and just further beyond that. So definitely it goes beyond just manager and colleague. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how have you successfully shown a unique aspect of yourself in the past, either at work or in a meeting? Was there ever a moment of that? Many colleagues who I work with on on different projects say that I definitely show up with my personality and my opinions. Um, one that really stands out to me is, um, so this year, especially during the summer after the murder of George Floyd, a small group of associates had gotten together to really start the Empower Hours in, in different regions. There's so many sort of famous names at AVB when it comes to this, including James McDonald and Stephanie Yola, right? And they all just bubble up and team to the top and Mercedes, if you forget Mercedes. But um, during those conversations, they're all pretty tough conversations, right? It's what should we talk about? What's going to be important to associates? So much thought and planning goes into those conversations. And then and then we have it and then we debrief and, you know, think about what we could do better the next time. And in those conversations, I feel like I've really had an opportunity, a unique opportunity within the company to grow this year and thinking through how I feel about very tough topics, whether or not I really want to speak up on something because I'm newer to the company or because there's so much diversity in that meeting. I mean, you've got folks from HR, from other departments who folks who get more face time with execs, you know, to some degree as a professional, you think maybe there's a risk in being honest here. Maybe it's going to be taken the wrong way. Maybe because this is already sort of a delicate conversation, the, the moment you say something, it's going to be, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? But in those conversations, I think I've been able to, you know, present my voice, find my voice within that setting. Again, I keep going back to the work that it takes to bring your whole self to work. I'm in energy management and I focus on utilities for the company, but I recognize that this work is important. This group that I've been working with is really passionate about this and we're trying to make a difference for associates at the company, right? A positive difference. So 
yeah, I've definitely been speaking up. This has been a monthly thing, <laughs> and um, but it feels good because what you get on the other side of it is affirmation, right? You get a lot of affirmation, validation as to, you know, you're accepted here. We want to hear your thoughts. You're included. That goes a long way. And I would want every associate to feel that. So one other thing I would say is in addition to the affirmation and those things, I mean, you develop more accountability when you bring your whole self to work. Because if you say something and you realize that you're not comfortable with it, it forces you to go back and to do your research and to talk more, talk to more people. It, it forces you to grow and develop because you know the next conversation is coming. <laughs> so to that end, I'll just say I've been really thankful to have that avenue to offer my whole self or other parts of myself. That's great. And it's continuous, right? So, you know, you may have an instance where you have that opportunity to sit in a meeting and say, hey, I have a unique perspective on this and I feel comfortable to share it. And it's not just within that moment. It's going to keep going. And you may encourage other colleagues in that same meeting to also speak up about their unique perspective um, and not be afraid to offer a different point of view when they have one next time and it just keeps going and going. I wanted to ask you if there's ever been an instant where you feel like you weren't comfortable bringing your whole self to a moment or a situation where you may not have felt comfortable opening up about yourself or opening up about your opinion or viewpoint. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I think this through, um, there's so many times in my professional development, right? I've been faced with this kind of challenge and I don't think that challenge goes away over time. It just ends up looking different. You know, I swore when I was an analyst and when I, when I became a manager, things were going to change. And then when I was a manager and I became a director, you know, I swore certain things would go away and, and certain conversations would get easier. But what I didn't take into account was everything that would be changing in the background, you know? me, my family dynamics, switching companies, switching roles, all of those things. And so the, and, you know, just on a global scale, the world's always changing around you. So I think the most difficult part about bringing your whole self to work or what's been difficult for me is thinking about the entire context and what it means when I'm having a conversation and forcing myself to kind of begin with the end in mind, right? Like think forward about what I'm presenting, what I'm talking about, and try not to be so confined or tunnel visioned about my comments. And, you know, early in my time at Avalon Bay, I was asked to sit on a millennial panel, pretty diversified group. And um, I just remember coming out of that feeling like a misfit with the millennials. You know, here I was with, with two kids and slowly creeping towards my first mortgage. And, and it was just bizarre timing to me, right? And, and getting these questions, which I know the council was well-intended. They wanted to, to get feedback to help with their future programming and things like that. But coming out of that, I, I did end up connecting with some folks who were in that room. And, and, you know, I did get the feedback of, well, I don't know if that necessarily represents millennials. I don't know if that necessarily is in line with what we would want presented. I had some tough conversations coming out of that, but that was okay. I had to let that be okay. Because the, the broader notion, right, is that it's not a one size fits all. It's, I know we're a world that's obsessed with trends, but sometimes there are outliers. Sometimes you're the outlier <laughs> and that's okay, right? Or maybe you only have 
49% of things in common with whatever it is. And so those are the nuances that end up bringing out the vulnerability, but also that demand the courage from you. You have to keep showing up for yourself. You have to keep showing up for the story that you represent. And while that gets exhausting, over time, you kind of find your footing. Hi, everyone. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. If you would like to be one of the first to know when new episodes are available, make sure to click on the subscribe button for the Speak Up by Avalon Bay podcast. If you previously subscribed, please take a moment to subscribe again as we recently changed our hosting site. By doing this, you will continue to receive new episodes as soon as they become available. All episodes will move to the new site on March 31st, 2021. I think that's great that you were able to just say that was okay. It's okay to, you know, have a difference of opinion or perspective and just be able to simply say it's okay and take it and move on. No, I think that's awesome. And you brought up a good point about our background, what's going on in the background. When we're at work, our work self is in the foreground and that's what we have to focus on for the eight hours, nine, nine hours that we're there. And then at the same time, our background is still happening. Our kids are still at school or at school slash home. <laughs> you know, our parents, our relatives, if we have another job, that's in the background too. It's all still going on back there while we're at work. And it does take those affirmations and that vulnerability, that comfortability to, you know, say there are some times when it can wrap together and it can help you be more genuine at work. And maybe that will fuel productivity of yourself and the team. So yes, we have this foreground and background and there's a time and place for all of it, but sometimes it can just melt together and weave and it's okay. Right. Right. And we don't, check ourselves out at the door when we show up for work, right? Or we don't, um, maybe some folks are better than others at compartmentalizing and saying, okay, I'm going to shut this down. I know what I need to do and then I'll come back to it. But sometimes things can't wait. And so I think that's a journey. That's a journey that everyone's on. It's not that anyone's bad at it. It just, it takes time. It takes dedication to get good at it. But I do still think that there's there's a lot of forgiveness and grace that needs to come with that because, you know, life is life. So many things happen and you're going to have that moment where you think you've got it down pat and then you run head on into a situation where it's a little more difficult because it's health related or all of a sudden it's hitting finances or it's just something you've never dealt with before, right? It's by sheer magnitude, it's different. And again, to that, I say that it's okay, but to be constructive about it, I also say that that should be another trigger for folks to think through, okay, if I'm feeling very exposed, very vulnerable, what kind of people am I around? What kind of relationships do I have? Am I genuinely communicating with people about where I am and what I need? And that's tough, right? That's why I said it was like that intersections crossroads feeling because you want to be your genuine self, but you also want to be respective of your environment, right? And not potentially negatively impact other people. But I think it takes a reframing of the mindset to say, there's no greater thing I can do than to tell somebody exactly where I am in my life. 
It helps them calibrate. It helps them with their expectations about their day and who they're around. In fact, I'm empowering them so that they know exactly where we are positioned in this room together. So I just agree wholeheartedly with this concept of constantly showing up for yourself, speaking up for yourself, and being transparent. The other side of that is that I know there's so much value in keeping something for yourself. There's so much value sometimes, especially if you're in a new environment or with new people, and sort of maybe like spoon feeding them tidbits about you, right? So I'm I'm talking about two things that sound like they're at completely opposite ends of the spectrum, but really it's more on this line that's kind of, while it's not super linear, it's a little squiggly, maybe it's a yarn line. (laughs) It is generally going in one direction of, you know, I'm going to come into this and at least be thoughtful about what I've now entered but I'm going to march toward building real connections with people so that I can be open so that, again, I can help all of us position ourselves in the room and giving myself an opportunity to not feel so constrained or stressed when I'm finally hitting rough patches. I think that may help others think of bringing their whole selves to work as less scary or nerve wracking when we do think of it as a scale or a line where, you know, you can move back and forth. You can move in one direction for a while, but it is a scale and it's not, well, you're bad at this or you're good at this. It's just something that takes time and building trust is also a scale too. It's not just black and white. I think that's a really good point you bring up. Do you know anyone who does this really well and brings themselves to work um, in a really successful way? Have you seen or witnessed that? There is someone I have in mind who I really admired. It was at a former job. Um, She was an executive at the company. And I remember learning her story. And what really inspired me about it was that She didn't start sort of in the same department. She didn't think she could really climb the ranks, so she said. But of course, I I know the tough person that she is today. And so it's kind of hard to see that. But she just showed up every day and was honest about, these are my limitations. This is what I don't know. This is quite honestly and openly where I feel like I'll never get if I don't interact with this person or get this experience, right? And she really had this story of, having to push people to push her (laughs) um, and to share things with her. And I think in seeing her daily walk, you know, I'd see her go into rooms where it was all men and then her. And then eventually, of course, I'd walk into the room too, right? But she'd be like, no, you have to sit next to me and you need to be visible and all of this. And it's so funny because if she hears this, she's going to know exactly that I'm talking about her. But (laughs) I won't mention her name for now. But um no, really, really just inspiring to show up every day. And she said exactly, you know, what she wanted to say, what she thought, even if she felt like folks would disagree with her. And she also had these like very fancy like lapels that she always wore on her cardigan, which I want to point that out because when it comes to like fashion and other little nuances that we wear or show up with, you know, sometimes folks think, oh, this will be a distraction or maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this today or I'm going into a super serious meeting. You know, I've got my super serious meeting outfit. (laughs) So all of those things, her personality, where she would sit in the room, how she would sort of dress herself up. These were all clearly like expressions, right, of where she wanted to go. And I'm still reflecting on how to take that in, how to 
mirror some of those aspects that I think are really powerful. And of course, this is not the only person that has ever inspired me by being their whole selves. But I think my real takeaway was that it's a journey. I may not have been there all of those years to see that build up. You know, maybe years ago, she was sitting down doing a podcast like I am struggling with these notions. I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, seeing someone get to that point and the power of them sharing their story with you and their experiences, you start to really take that on as, okay, it's even more confirmation that bringing your whole self to work is it's worth doing. Yeah, it's worthwhile for you and for your team and for, you know, people who are going to follow in your footsteps. I love that you brought up her fashion sense and (laughs) other ways to express ourselves that doesn't have to be through words. I remember this is just a silly instance, but I before COVID, my supervisor and I, our desks were right next to each other. So we could talk all day. We could bounce ideas back and forth right next to each other. And I think I was having a bad hair day. (laughs) And so I was figuring out how to tie my hair up so it would just, you know, be okay. And so I was kind of playing around with it. And I think I had it in like, a couple different buns. And I was like, Brittany is my supervisor. And I was like, Brittany, what if I actually wore my hair like this to work? And she was like, I think it would be super cute. I don't think it should even be a question of whether you should wear your hair like that. It's mm-hmm. so cute. Of course, of course. Like I wouldn't think anything of it besides, you know, you're expressing yourself and you're, you know, doing something that makes you feel good. And I think that it goes far beyond, you know, stories we share or which can be very powerful and all of that, but it can be, you know, the kind of socks we wear or the way we do our hair, the way we fashion our cardigans, or that can really be a powerful way to bring your whole self to work. And I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. And I think there's you know, I, I'm not a psychology expert and I haven't uh, written books and all these things on it. But what I do know from talking to friends who, who have been in the field or have talked to others who study all of this, I mean, there are so many aspects of, you know, people just talk about hair. They talk about fashion. It's like this high level roll up concept that we're discussing. But if you really dissect that and you think of, OK, maybe someone woke up in a terrible mood or something. And they realize that maybe someone in their family would always wear like this bright yellow sweater or something. They just associated that with feeling happy. And so they say, okay, well today I'm going to wear a bright yellow blazer and I'm going to show up to work. And you know, that freedom to, to feel good is really important for people. It can make the difference in their mood. There are some days where this could be a whole separate podcast on just hair. I know there are endless movies, books, podcasts on hair, but I mean, it's something that can either hang and touch your face or it could be up and, and, you know, sleek and back and make you feel like you're, for that moment, not as distracted. I mean, it's all of these incremental things. But I think once you really get down to asking somebody why they're, you know, dressing a certain way or doing their hair a certain way or maybe wearing certain pieces, you start to realize, I mean, it's really just about their mood. It's how they want to feel for that day. And the next day could be totally different. The next week could be different. How many colleagues do we know? They just like switch up their styles and, you know, more power to them (laughs) with the energy. But um, yeah, I think it's important to allow people to have that freedom. And that being said, I mean, we all have these conversations about 
where to place these things. I know people think twice when they're going to conferences, when they're about to have super serious meetings and all of that. But, you know, at some point we do have to place more value on what the person is bringing to the table and the conversation and not continue to question their identity, their freedom. We've just got to let people be. Otherwise, all those benefits that we we talked about in the beginning, you're not going to see that come to fruition because there are so many constraints in the meantime that a person loses their identity, <laughs> starts to struggle with it, and allows that to be a hindrance to their actual contribution. Right. It's all about moving forward, sometimes slowly, but definitely surely just moving forward. Kind of looking back, though, do you have any advice for your younger self on this topic? Absolutely. And I would extend the same advice to my future self. And I would also put pressure on my present self to take this very seriously. I think continue to show up as your whole self, full force. What does that mean? Really spend time with your personal history, your preferences, what you feel like your personal shortcomings are. Spend time with yourself. Talk about those things. Record yourself on your phone and play it back. You know, how does that sound to you? Does that sound consistent with the story that you would want others to to have of you? Is it a real story? (laughs) Write it down, read it. I think that the challenge a lot of times with bringing your whole self to work is that if you're constantly evolving, and you're unsure of where you're positioned, I mean, it becomes very difficult to do, right? It becomes difficult to show up. And it also is not going to really represent the value that you have to bring to other people. So show up full force, definitely put some thought into your daily walk, who you are. This is something I still have to do. I get feedback from, you know, everyone around me to continue to do that. That is the only way that you're going to be able to like sort of, you know, squeeze every last drop <laughs> out of that, the, the wet sponge that you are, right? To, to actually see everything that you contain, everything that you can contribute. That's really, really great that you're focusing on the fundamental piece of bringing your whole self to work. And that is you yourself. You know, you can take the time to, like you said, spend time with yourself and spend time with your past experiences and your dreams, even, you know, where you want to be, where you have been and spending time with that by yourself. That's actually one of my goals right now is to spend more time alone. And I think that's so fundamental to bringing yourself somewhere else, especially to the workplace. I think that's really great that you brought that up. Thank you. And if I may tack on, you know, I would just say as as people are spending time with themselves and reflecting, infusing new habits, uh, new experiences, all of that newness is good for you too. make a list of topics that maybe you never talk about with friends and family and say, you know, ask yourself, how do I feel about this? I feel like that's a very productive way to spend your time. And then when you get into something like a corporate environment or you walk into a different place with different elements and expectations, you're fortified, you're ready. You're, you're ready to come in um, and, and to withstand some challenges that may come your way. And if not, then okay, those are more growth opportunities. But again, I think if you spend time with yourself, then you'll do a lot of the, the growing that's needed before you are bringing yourself anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that's great advice. Do you have anything else to add about anything that we spoke on today? 
I'm really thankful that we had this conversation. I'm going to have a lot to uh, take away and think about. I I really think that this has been a a tough year, a moment of pause for many people, and it's pushing a lot of reflection. Um, And I think it's also causing a lot of us to reevaluate what it means to bring your whole self to work. Again, because the base might have changed, right? What's the base? You, (laughs) you, me, us. So uh, this conversation feels very uh, timeless. I feel like it's something that is going to continue to have a central place in our conversations because the world's going to continue to change. Businesses and everything out there are going to continue to evolve. And bringing your whole self to work is going to have an evolving definition. It just is by virtue of the fact that we're all changing. So I encourage everyone to continue to reflect and I'll be doing the same. Very grateful for our conversation too. And I really hope that our listeners get as much as you and I have gotten out of it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cass. Thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of the Speak Up by Avalon Bay podcast. We hope this has empowered you to speak up too. If you have comments you would like to share or topics that you would like to suggest, you can email us at speakuppodcast at avalonbay.com. Stay tuned for our next episode where the topic will be women and microaggressions in the workplace. Thank you. All statements expressed on this podcast are those of the participants only and not of Avalon Bay communities. Avalon Bay and the Women's Leadership Network reserve all rights to this podcast and its contents. This podcast is copyrighted and may not be reused or rebroadcast without permission.